0: It's important that the economics profession attracts more women. People in the profession have not really decided to tackle the problems and have just decided to let things as they be.
1: We should understand that there is a
2: stigma. That stigma can be changed and should be changed. Welcome to season two of Women in Economics. I'm your host, Carly Sheridan, and in today's episode, we're going to take things full circle. In our very first episode of this show last season, I introduced you to the selection committee behind the incredible list of female economists that we've introduced you to so far and will continue to introduce you to this season. But today, we're going to hear from some of the economists you've already met as to why in their view, there aren't more women in the field of economics and what can be done to change that. As a refresher to the issue at hand here, the number of women in economics has plateaued with no real significant improvement in the last decade. Interestingly, the number of women studying economics and even those pursuing a PhD is not on the decline. In fact, women make up around half of the student body in many countries. This is why many experts point to that leaky pipeline analogy we discussed in episode one as an explanation to this drop-off. We first met economist Ekaterina Zuravskaya last season in episode four, Alternative Facts and the Economics of Media. And when I asked her what she thought was happening with the underrepresentation of women in the field, like a true economist, she gave both her opinion and pointed to research.
1: I think part of the reason why women are underrepresented in economics has to do with the same reasons as why women are underrepresented in other sciences, hard sciences, which are based on uh, technical skills. We do know that there are more women who are doing PhDs in economics than those who actually afterwards choose academia as their fields. I think it's an important phenomenon because we should understand that there is a stigma. That stigma can be changed and should be changed. I think popularizing role models who are females in economics who have contributed a lot to the field is useful. I've been studying the effects of ethnic deportations, seemingly completely unrelated subject to your question. However, that historical setting allows us to see how gender norms in particular are transferred horizontally from one group to another through social learning, through imitation. People who were in contact with more progressive gender norms are more likely to have more involvement of women in entrepreneurship, higher educational attainment of women, even though this is economic history and it's about the distant past. it does teach us something very important, which is that the progressive gender norms may be horizontally transferred. And I think that does highlight the importance of setting a good example and highlighting role that women currently play in economics. The fact that women are now chief economists of several, actually all, the major international development banks, and international organizations, is
2: an important step, which I think will play a very important role. Economist Eliana Laferrera, who we spoke to in episode six, Can We Use Television to Fight Poverty?, agrees that role models are an important factor in not only encouraging more women to enter the field, but to actually stick around as well. I think we could work on two approaches to encourage more women
3: to become economists. One is to expose them to role models and examples of successful female economists in and outside academia to make it clear that this is a perfectly feasible path for them. The other is to communicate better the content of the type of work that we do. There's a lot about being an economist that's not just about uh, money, finance, and that's not as dry as it might look to young people. So making people aware of the fact that we work on very exciting, challenging problems related to our societies, problems that... uh, require very often interdisciplinary approaches that uh, require that you understand uh, people's psychology. All of these, I think, will attract curious minds that uh, are put off a bit by the stereotype of what the economist is.
2: Economist Gita Gopinath, who we first met in episode five, who is challenging the US dollar's dominance, is very much one of those role models within the field. Gopinath is the first female chief economist of the International Monetary Fund, or the IMF, an institution focused primarily on achieving sustainable growth and promoting multilateral cooperation. To Gopinath, a major piece of this puzzle is also about fostering a work environment that is inclusive and encourages diversity on all levels, not just gender.
4: I think it's first of all very important to break a lot of stereotypes that exist in economics where usually when somebody is talking about macroeconomics, you think of a man speaking. I feel like that's a stereotype we need to break. And I think it's hugely important for me to pay very close attention to who we hire to make sure that women get the right attention that they deserve, that they have the right environment to work in, that this is a welcoming place for not just different kinds of genders, but also diversity in terms of minorities, that this is a place where we encourage people from all kinds of backgrounds to pursue different kinds of economics and do really well in their careers.
1: Dear Professors Banerjee, Duflo and Kramer, you have introduced a way of conducting research that helps us better to understand the root causes of poverty, as well as to find effective ways of alleviating it. It's an honor and a privilege to convey to you, on behalf of the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences, our warmest congratulations. May I now ask you to receive your prizes from His Majesty the King.
2: When Esther Duflo won the Nobel Prize in Economic Sciences in 2019, she was the second woman ever to be awarded the prize. Ever, ever. She was also the youngest person ever to win. We touched on this briefly in her episode, How Can We Break Poverty Traps, Episode 9. Duflo won the prize alongside her husband, Abhijit Banerjee and Michael Kremer. Banerjee, who is from Indian origin, was only the third non-white man to be awarded the prize. The lack of overall diversity within the field is indeed an alarming one.
4: It is a serious problem. The economics profession has a problem. In the last 20-odd years, While there's been some improvement, it's been too slow. The number of women who get PhDs have stabilized. The number of women who are getting into professor jobs, those have stabilized when it should be increasing. So there is a problem that the profession has. There are many important things you can do. For instance, just recently, the American Economic Association came out with a report on best practices for creating a more inclusive work environment and to have not just women, but also people from other less represented backgrounds. I think there are some simple steps that need to be uh, taken. One, the pipeline has to be increased. It's important that the economics profession attracts more women. For that, it also needs to come across as a far more inclusive field. It has to come across that you can come to economics and you can work on many different areas. It's a very diverse field. It's not as if the only thing we work on is monetary policy. I'm not saying that's not important. That's important. But it's a huge wide range of issues. You can talk about you know, poverty, human capital, housing, inequality. It's a very large set of issues. And it's important for women to know that they can do that. Are there any other actionable items you could point to here? I think it is very important that institutions, when they are inviting speakers to come and present for conferences, for seminars, that they make a very conscious effort to make sure that women are well represented in those venues. It's hugely important. It makes a big difference, especially to young women, to see senior women as role models in, in you know giving big talks and big lectures. We must all agree on a code of conduct on how we engage with one another, that we're respectful of the other person's space and their opinions, that we're respectful of different kinds of approaches to economics. I think all of this will help make the field more inclusive.
2: And of course, Duflo herself agrees with her fellow economists on this issue. She also brings an interesting perspective as to why this problem of underrepresentation is happening today.
0: To some extent, people in the profession have not really decided to tackle the problems and have just decided to let things as they be. And in a field where there are very few women, then it's not a field that is very attractive to women. Particularly after the 2008 crisis, I think economics acquired an image of being a field dominated by people trying to make money at the expense of everybody else, including destroying the whole economic system. And I would say most women don't find this type of proposition attractive. I think to encourage more women to enter the field, one need to communicate better the type of topics that many economists are in fact working on. The core issue of economic policies, of social policies, the intractable problems of the day, economists have things to say about them. We work on poverty, we work on inequality, we work on climate, we work on regulation of monopolies All of this, I think, if we make clearer, it will make the field more interesting to women.
2: Most of the economists agree that a different approach to how we present and teach economics at a younger age, particularly during middle school and high school, could also help target that leaky pipeline problem early on. Here at the Women in Economics podcast, we will continue contributing to that goal by striving to introduce you to an array of brilliant women who are breaking through these barriers on a daily basis and researching, measuring, and producing crucial work while doing so. What this project is trying to do is very useful. I'm sure
1: that popularizing the research and contributions which women in economics make goes a long way into changing the norm and essentially normalizing the idea that women can be and can bring a lot of useful insights into our profession. Even though the data are discouraging, there are many very prominent women economists becoming much more visible. And these women are really able to inspire the new generation, so I'm really hopeful that the situation will improve.
2: On this season of Women in Economics, we'll hear from new economists as we tackle topics like why it's so difficult to tax big tech companies, the interplay between women's rights and economic development, and how economics can help fight climate change, just to name a few. Be sure to join us next week where we'll explore why we make economic predictions and how we can get better at making them. Women in Economics is brought to you by UBS and the Center for Economic Policy Research, CEPR. It's hosted by me, Carly Sheridan, produced and sound engineered by Zoo Agency Berlin, with music provided by Artlist. Help us usher in this new era of economics by sharing the episode with a friend, relative, or colleague, and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
3: The featured persons and the Center for Economic Policy Research are not affiliated with UBS. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS. UBS does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented.